Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah. This is Taylor Powers. That's Ethan Millard bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. Today we've got some great outdoor things going uh, all summer long that you can do. Right. Some places. We've got one in Stansbury Island, some local camping that's free, available for everyone, and super close. And then we're going to go a little bit farther out to Goblin Valley, talk about some places that Ethan just recently explored that that's right. he had never done before, and also a policy change that's coming up that you should be aware of. Yes, yes, it's a big one. But first, let's talk about your camping trip. So you went just, and this is awesome because you were not far from the city at all, but no, it probably felt no. like you were on another planet. Yes, exactly. And I go, I'm not new to this place. I go here a lot. And it was just, uh, you're just off of Stansbury Island, right? Yeah, so you just take 80 from, um, you know, from downtown, take 80 all the way, and you go past the Saltaire, and when you get to Morton Salt, you take that exit. Right. And you just follow this dirt road out there, and you go to the west side of Stansbury Island. So you're technically in Stansbury Bay, but it's, most of it's... Well, a lot of it's dried up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's totally open for camping, having fires. It's uh, it's amazing. And no one is out there. I mean, you'll see a couple tents or people parked off on the side, a lot of RVs, uh, but you're never going to be next to someone else. Yeah, that's I mean, if you nice. go and park next to someone else, they're going to be like, what are you doing? They're like, go over there. <laughs> well, and that's the cool thing about camping in the desert is one of the big features, at least for me, is the solitude. Yeah. And and that's tricky because when you're up in the, when you're up in the mountains camping, it's a little easier to get that solitude because yeah. uh, other campers are going to be blocked by trees. You've got a lot of valleys and things. You know, the, right. the differences in terrain and, and the and – the, all the trees are going to help you feel secluded even if you're not necessarily that far away from other people. But in the desert, you kind of got to pick a spot. Yeah. You know? Because it's just flat. It's just wide open. Yeah. Uh, and it's beautiful. I mean, you can see the, you know, the different layers of mountains, especially at sunset. Oh, my gosh. We yeah. got the best pictures. Yeah. Um, the sunsets are great. You've got Morton Salt out there. They've got their evaporation ponds. Was that a bother at all? Did you feel like? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, we could see it in the distance, but it yeah, it didn't affect us at all. There's so much beauty out there, and that's just one little speck that you know. Yeah. But it's not. It didn't really disrupt us at all. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it is so close, like we decided. Yeah. Saturday at about 11 a.m. that we wanted to go camping. 
They're like, okay, let's let's just go out to. We call it the salt flats. It's not actually the salt flats. Yeah, you still you still a little close for the salt flats. They're just uh, yeah. just a little bit further out, but. But they are salty flats. Yes. So. <laughs> it's the same effect, just a smaller little yeah. area, salty and flat. Um, what uh, What was the temperature like? Temperature, w- when we got out there, it was, it, you know, it was in the 60s, 50s, sunny. It gets a little bit windy out there. Yeah. Um, and then it dropped down to, I think, 40 was the lowest it got. Yeah, we had some cold nights down uh where we were in southern Utah, because you know the desert cools off so quickly, mm-hmm. even in the summertime. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, right when the sun off. goes down. Yeah, you'll lose you'll lose thirty degrees, yeah. and uh, no problem. There's nothing there to keep the heat around. But uh, yeah, it's that's a really really cool area. What mm-hmm. were I'm? What were the stars like? Cause I actually had someone asking me uh, just yesterday. It was actually my doctor. I was getting a, a, a follow up visit on something. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned the camping, how amazing it was to see all the stars, how how my kids were so into that, because you don't see them here in the city yeah. it's quite as well. And so he wanted to give those kids that experience, ask where a good spot was be, would be. And I thought about kind of the West it Desert. It is. It's incredible. Are you far enough away from the city, even just that far? You are. And especially for the night that we went, for Saturday night, there was no moon. Oh, So yeah. that really helped. But even if there, when there is a moon, you can see everything. Yeah. And... We recently got into photography, so we brought our camera out, and we're doing long exposure, and it was really fun. That moon coming up so late like that, its a, well, that's another cool thing in the desert, because I actually had this experience when we were camping, we were camping yeah. also over the weekend. Sorry. There was a moon. It was just hidden down. It, yeah, it came up at like 3 o'clock in the morning or something yeah. like that. I know that, because I was still awake, freezing my butt off, but... Uh, but it was, and we had our dog with us, and yeah. so you know, I was like really nervous about mm-hmm. how everything was going to go. It but, was hidden by the by Stansbury Island yeah. for until you know, I guess late, 2 late, late. Or so. yeah, late. But when it comes up in the desert, when you got a nice full moon mm-hmm. in the desert, oh, yeah. it lights yeah. it up like the sun. It's crazy. Yeah. You could suddenly see everything. <laughs> it's um, awesome. So some activities that we brought out there to have a little bit, you know, more fun. Right. Uh, we had glow frisbees. Because nice. you have so much open space, you can you're not going to lose can, it. You can take up like a football field of, <laughs> well, you know, we had a group of close to ten people out there, um, so that was really fun. And then we brought out golf clubs and golf balls. Nice. And we were just hitting golf balls, and then we would go out. We had a dog too, so he would he would actually bring back a lot of the golf balls. But then we just went on a walk and collected them all. And you could actually walk out to the lake from there too, or the bay. Yeah, and that was really cool. I hadn't actually, I don't think I've ever been in um, the Salt Lake or any any of it at all. But you got your? Did you get out, get your feet wet a little bit in it? Yeah, we went up to. Uh, I mean, we walked pretty far out, but we were still only up to our ankles. Yeah. So that provided a lot of cool pictures as well, looking like we were walking on water. Yeah, that would. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the that's the thing about the Salt Lake is you can walk a long ways yep. out there mm-hmm. before uh, you get to any kind of real depth. Yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, that's awesome. I love that uh, glow-in-the-dark frisbee idea. Yeah, that's very very cool. That also provided uh, some great long exposure pictures. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> well, that's a cool thing. I mean, that people uh, people love the mountains, camping in the mountains. I do too. That's great. But the experiences that you have in the desert are just so different, mm-hmm. so unique that you. You can't get them anywhere else. So. No, no. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I did some camping as well. Uh, we were down at Goblin Valley, among a couple of other places over the weekend, and I saw a part of Goblin Valley that I'd never seen before, and I learned of a pretty significant policy change at Goblin Valley. 
there. It seems like a small rule change, but I think it's going to have a huge impact on visitors to Goblin Valley. So I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but you're definitely going to feel it the next time you go down there. And we'll talk about it next. Welcome back to your Utah. I'm Ethan Millard. She's Taylor Powers. We're chatting about some of the things that we've done recently, some of the great opportunities we're recommending to you. Uh, Taylor's got a great spot out near Stansbury Island, which a lot of people, I think a lot of people wouldn't guess is a great camping spot. I think a lot of people would feel like they should keep driving. Yeah. Keep driving further out because they'll see the Morton Salt area and they'll know they're not super far from Salt Lake and they'll think, nah, this Mm -hmm. isn't a good spot. Yeah. But it really is a really yeah. good spot. Just follow Maybe that Maybe I road just up. gave away my secret. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to be able to go back there again. It's going to be packed every time. But uh, so I had a, a really fun time. We, I went down with my kids. We went looking for the fossilized dinosaur poo, the copper lights. And, right. and uh, I'll tell you how all that went on the next episode. But I want to talk first a little bit about what we saw at Goblin Valley. Now, Goblin Valley is divided into three smaller valleys, Mm -hmm. and we had only ever been to the first and second valley. We'd never been to the third valley, and they they line up. So the major observation deck, if you've ever been to Goblin Valley, the big observation deck overlooks the first valley. Then you kind of walk through it to the second and even further to the third. Very few people make it to the third valley, but it's not far. It's not far at all. This is a very compact space, but the the high temperatures and the total lack of shade mm-hmm. kind of saps everybody's uh, ambition. Yeah, their motivation kind of – they hit the second valley. They're like, we've seen it all. Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. These weird rock formations. Let's get out of here. And when we got back to the third valley, I was shocked because it was a busy day at the park. It was Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, parking lot was full. They were parking down on the road. And there was no one in that third valley. We were the only people back there. There weren't footprints. There weren't trails. And I felt like I was seeing Goblin Valley the way the whole thing used to look like Mm -hmm. before it became such a destination. Because, you know, the first valley, it's still beautiful. It's still amazing. But, you know, it's been vandalized. Mm -hmm. Uh, People knock over those rocks, climb on them. Right. Uh, tamp down the mud quite a bit. It just gets a lot of traffic. The second valley, not so much, but still a lot of traffic. But that third valley, I mean, it was, I was really surprised that so few people seemed to go back there. We're just giving away so many secrets. <laughs> I know, Should right? we even release this? <laughs> well, this is still, well, it's still in the state park. I mean, you yeah. know, it's not like, it's not like undiscovered country. I was yeah. just really surprised. Mm-hmm. So if you go back there, uh, you know. Respect it. It's an opportunity to kind of respect the park again. Yeah. You yeah, know what definitely. I mean? Kind of see it in a, in a little bit of a new light. And also, there's not an established trail going back there. And I think a lot of people, they're attracted to that first valley because it's the easiest. You don't have to go far. And then there are a few trails that will take you back around to the Goblin's Lair. Mm-hmm. And so people naturally gravitate to the trails because they feel like they're going somewhere. And so drifting to the third valley still is just a, a rare, rare, rare occurrence. So for me, someone who's never been to Goblin Valley, and frankly, I don't know much about it, mm-hmm. what is, is it just hiking or and the views, kind of like? Yeah, that's basically it. So you've got uh, a few hiking trails. What it is, it's, it's an area that the, the rocks have been eroded in a very unique way. 
And you can kind of see the effect throughout the region, mm-hmm. but it's most pronounced and most astonishing right there in that Goblin Valley area. A specific kind of erosion, a specific kind of rock. And mm-hmm. you can learn the history about it. It's very, very cool. So that's the primary thing is walking in and around these sculptures, yeah. for lack of a better term. Uh-huh. And they are just endless. Uh, They do have a few other trails out to some special places. There's a place called the Goblin's Lair, which is this cavern that you go down into. It was really amazing. Very, Mm -hmm. very cool. And uh, they have some established camping spots you can reserve. They have yurts you can reserve if you're not interested in, you know, camping. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've got a disc golf course, which I know you would would embrace. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of it. There is no shade. There's a little pavilion at an overlook where you can kind of eat lunch and get in some shade. Mm-hmm. But other than that, there's not a tree to be found. So bring an umbrella. And bring tons and tons and tons of water. Because it's, it's the <laughs> kind, yeah, it's lots of sunscreen. Because it's the kind of experience where you're there. It's a really stripped down park. That's kind of what I like about it. Yeah. You know, they're not trying to make it something it's not. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to add on to the natural beauty. Uh, the disc golf course is as improved as it gets mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? That's yeah. it's the only thing that's there that would possibly take your interest away from the geology. So very it's cool. yeah, it's it's very very fun. But let me tell you about the the change in policy. Right. So at the overlook, which is kind of where you begin, you drive up. There's a little parking area, and that's where you drop down into the first valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a bunch of picnic tables and garbage cans. They're taking away the garbage cans. And the whole park, including the overlook, is going to be pack in and pack out, which means you're going to have to take your own garbage out. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a big deal because a lot of people bring lunch and sometimes even elaborate lunches. I mean, there was a family there over the weekend when we were hanging out up there, and they had brought a crock pot. (laughs) And, like, they were making barbecued sandwiches and I mean, some people really lay out a full-on spread. Mm -hmm. So that might throw a kink in your plans if you know you've got to carry everything out with you. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't have garbage bags as part of their camping or even just hiking, you know, the stuff that they normally take. Yeah, so they're going for a much, much more rugged kind of feel. Yeah. I don't know what their motivation is. I don't know if they're trying to cut costs because it didn't seem like there was a lot of litter around. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like there was a problem with the garbage can. So they may just be wanting to kind of make it even a little more primitive, save even a little bit more money. Maybe they had to cut off, cut a staff member or two. I don't know. but Well, hopefully people, there's not more litter and people respect it and yeah. just deal with their trash. Yeah. Well, and it's a you know it's an opportunity if you go out there it's an opportunity to throw a few pieces of other people's trash into your garbage bag if yeah. you you know if you find it so mm-hmm. if you go into Goblin Valley take a garbage bag yes yes and that's you uh, should really bring a bring a garbage bag if you're going camping anywhere yeah good habit to have so there you go Goblin Valley it. come it came through for us again we had another great weekend there it was very cool all right well there you have it two great kind of well kept secrets. Don't uh, don't tell anyone. Don't no one tell, tell anyone. Anyone. <laughs> Unless you're telling them to listen to your YouTube. Then That's it's right. fine. That's right. <laughs> okay, well thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And get out there and enjoy your YouTube.